Hi, and welcome to Movements and Sounds, a podcast focusing on contemporary Indigenous musics and sounds in Australia and issues related to this topic. At SOAS Radio, we are excited to bring stories from the other side of the world to our studio in London. Thanks so much for listening to Movements and Sounds. I'm Charlotte, the facilitator of this podcast. It is important to know that I am a non-Indigenous person. However, I support decolonization and giving land back to Indigenous peoples. Today, I'm in conversation with Yidinji. Yidinji is a visual artist, as well as a fantastic didgeridoo player. He enjoys collaborating with musicians from various parts of the world and manages the art gallery Burundju in Canberra, where they hold workshops and exhibit artworks by various indigenous artists. We recorded our conversation at the Indigenous Art Fair in Sydney on Gadigal land. It was held in a big hall, therefore the acoustics were tricky to record, but I hope you'd still enjoy our conversation. I know I did. So your name is after your people, is it? After my tribal group, uh, which I was very lucky uh, when I was born. Mum and Dad gave that to me as an Aboriginal name, skin name, which means people of the rainforest uh, from my area, yeah. So I was very lucky to have that, yeah. And that's where the names come from. It always comes from your elders. They give you that name, yeah. So uh, it's pretty special for me, yeah, that um, I was given that name. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so it's from the Cairns area? Cairns, uh, which is uh, the tropical areas of Australia, uh, rainforest. Uh, we have, uh, we're very lucky. We've got some of the world's oldest rainforests and... Um, even more so nowadays that our people have a big say on how to protect the rainforest. Uh, it is so important. There's not too much left in the world, as we all know. You know it's, just, it's just too much. We're losing too much. And, yeah, uh, sure. So now we've got a, a, a big say on how to protect, and which is great. You know, they listen to us and they say, okay. Yes. Can I ask who is who is they and who? So is they are the government, and because uh, we still got to work in with government, you know, and but mm. we have a big say, uh, a bigger say than what they do. But um, we've also got to work together, you know, to um, to protect these areas. Yeah. So uh, they realise that and they, we realise that, that uh, if we come together, that we can protect these places, uh, special places, a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Are you involved in some... I know, yeah, I've always been involved with protecting because I, I grew up out there. Yeah, I was very lucky that uh, as a kid I grew up out there. My elders taught us how to look after country. You know, for example, not take too much food from one area. Yeah, you take uh, and you take that food in a season. There is a season for different foods, and uh, uh, I think that was the amazing part of that. Our family, uh, our ancestors' way of living was they did not need to change. They had that much respect for Mother Nature that they continued nomadic and moved with the seasons for thousands of years. Mm. Amazing, uh, yeah. So we were taught that as kids, you know, that uh, you hunt that food this time of the year, you hunt that food this time of the year, and it just makes a lot of sense because if you hunt in one area for too long, uh, eventually there will be nothing there, yeah. So uh, by the time you come back to where you start, there's always more food. Mm -hmm. So um, it just makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah and yesterday you told me that you're going back to uh, Kent? So yeah, yep. so I try and get home at least twice a year to not only see family, but to get back onto country. Yeah. And uh, 
it just heals me, you know, because uh, the rainforests and, uh, you know, because we're also saltwater people, so, you know, the salt water, uh, it just heals, you know. And as an artist, I come back with a lot of ideas of what to paint, you know. Yeah. And, you know I look at certain things and say, I can paint that, you know, and, yeah, yeah. but in my way, you know. And so uh, it's great, you know, it heals. But as an artist, I would come back with uh, a head full of ideas of what to paint. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was going to ask, uh, can you tell something about your, your style of art? I saw... Mine, um, um, yeah. yeah, so mine is very contemporary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like most indigenous artists nowadays. Mm -hmm. You will see they're using a lot of different colors. Um, it's mainly because those colors are available nowadays. You know, back then it was just earthy colors, earthy red colors, earthy yellow, uh, white. And black was mainly charcoal, yeah, that they use, yeah. So mainly just those four colours, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, there's all these colours. It's all water-based paints that we use, but we can use them to tell our stories and, uh, yeah, you know, our way. And, um, and it has, we have the blessings from the elders saying, go out and make it your own. And that's what art, uh, all of our artists are doing. We're yeah. just using brighter colours. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I see so many of your paintings downstairs in the art fair. We'll talk about the art fair as well, but yeah. um, it it looks like a sort of circle made out of dots. Yeah. Work and then with sort of lines going outside. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell a little so bit about... So the idea of that was simply coming from a kid yeah. and sitting on the bank and throwing rocks in the water. The ripple effects. And thinking, wow, I know how to paint this place, you know, I know how to do this story, yeah. It's, um, as I said, it's just with artists, it's just how you see it, you know, and um, and how you're going to paint it, you know. And uh, I could do it in like a, yeah, like a landscape painting, but that wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be Aboriginal art. I look at it as from an Indigenous person and how to paint it. The way we've always painted thing, yeah, yeah, yeah we've done our painting, yeah. Yeah, and so you're you're from Cairns area, but you yep. currently live in Canberra. Canberra, yeah. Your art gallery. Yep. yep. What's the name of the gallery? The uh, gallery is called uh, Boundary oh, yeah. Aboriginal Art Gallery. Yeah. And, and do you is that where you paint, or do you paint on country? I am really lucky. I um, I at the gallery, I've got my own studio. So I can sit down there and create as much as I want, and it's awesome, you know. And uh, uh, even after hours, I can go in during the night, which is the best time because I've got nobody there. And uh, once I get into my art, I can zone right in into it, yeah. Nice. And uh, plus a bit of music in the background as well. Yeah, yeah so. I was going to ask about that as well, the music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so music, I love music. I, I, um, I am one of those people that can listen to all sorts of music, yeah. I think that's give me so, so much appreciation for it, you know, it, the different styles, the different sounds, the different instruments. The, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And with my instrument, the didgeridoo, uh, that's a privilege I've had over the years, is playing with uh, different musicians and with their different instruments and, um, you know, how it just blends in beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. Just, it's an amazing instrument. It, it can mixed with any sort of music, any sort of musical instrument. So, um, yeah, you said yesterday, uh, you told me something about how you got together with musicians from South India as well for a project. Yeah, that's a great example. So, you know, with just different musicians, and these guys were from Southern India. So it was just two traditional sounds, because um, I had a gentleman singing in language from Southern India, uh, the vocalist, he was amazing. Two traditional drummers, and me on the didgeridoo, and um, 
just two ancient sounds coming together, beautiful, just fusing together, yeah. Once again, it's just another privilege that I have as a performer or musician, yeah. and yeah. You know, was, this, uh, was this for a, like a one-time performance? Or it was, was a one-time performance, so in uh, Canberra, we have probably the biggest multicultural festival in Australia. It is huge, so it is, uh, it's probably one of the best. I mean, you have all these different cultures from around the world. Uh, there's just different stages everywhere, and yeah, yeah and the food—it's it's just yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's all in one place. And that year uh, that I performed with my friends from Southern India was just yeah, awesome. You know, it was just uh, as I said, two ancient sounds coming together. It's just beautiful. And, yeah. Uh, was it improv for you mainly, or? It was. It was. It was just simply listening because I don't know how to read a word of music. I. Um, so it's always, I've always gone by ear, you know, and, and just listen and then think, well, yeah, I'll just play along with it, you know, and yeah, improvise. It just blends in, yeah, blends in nicely, you know. It's, uh, nowadays with the didgeridoos, we can put them into keys as well. So if you the musicians need a certain key, we can put these instruments into key. Uh, so it goes by a guitar tuner and then we simply, the length of the instrument itself. So we can sort of cut it down a bit and uh, play it, and then once it's in the right key, yeah, that's the one we want. Yeah, so. Well, it seems like such a rigorous way to tune your instruments. The tuner, yeah, yeah. Cut a bit off. Yes, we cut a bit off it, um, because they are made out of, uh, uh, you know, um, hardwoods, and uh, that is the way that we put them into keys, yeah, with a guitar tuner. We can cut them from the top and just cut it down a bit. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I do have... Didgeridoos and all sorts of keys. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those friends come and approach me and say, yeah, yeah, we need you to play, but we need you to play a dig in this key, and, and I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And how did that uh, collab start? Did people approach you? or? Yeah, it was approaching. Um, I mean, you know, it was not only mixing it with different cultures, it was mixing it with different music as well. So, you know, uh, back home there's a blues bar, and on a Sunday it is jam session night. So I'd go in with my didge and um, me and the drummer would get up there. So he'd get a nice rhythm going on the, on the drums and uh, like a bluesy sort of beat to it. And then eventually uh, the lead guitarist walk up and then the bass guitar would walk up and then rhythm guitarist and it would just end up in one big jam session. You know? and, yeah. From that to, I met a gentleman from Germany. He was a DJ, techno, uh, techno music. So... Uh, I was happy, at the time, I was just busking on the street, and he walked past and heard me and pulled up and said, mate, you know, your sound would really mix well with my sound. And, uh, and I've never done that before with uh, techno music. So, uh, but once again, it just blended. It really, yeah, it yeah. worked. It worked. It worked yeah. Wow. Where were you busking? Uh, up in Cairns. I, uh, yeah, I uh, caught up and done it, you know, and it was a way... How I got my artwork out there, how I first started, you know. Uh, I basically... Learned to play a dig before I could paint properly. Yeah, but once I learned uh, how to play uh, paint, that way I could get out there busking and have my paintings around me. It's yeah, how how it's, yeah, it's it's uh, as clever. a yeah yeah it's how I'm an artist that uh, I've now got my stuff around the world and uh, yeah all over Australia and yeah it's amazing it's an amazing feeling. But um, I've done it all myself. Yeah, I, um, so uh, it it, uh, it didn't make sense to me for uh, a lot of our artists were competing against non-Indigenous people that were doing it, so there was a lot of fakes on the market. Back in Cairns, there's a lot of shops that are owned by non-Indigenous people, 
And so our artists were taking this stuff in there. I mean, beautiful pieces of artwork, but not getting much money for it. Yeah, right. They sell it. They make a huge profit on it. And I didn't want to do that. I uh, wanted to do it myself. Uh, I refused to uh, let them have earn all that money out of my artwork. You know, it just didn't make sense to me. So that is what I've done. Yeah, busking and paintings around me, and uh, I uh, I got my stuff out there. Yeah, and eventually I got into big festivals and markets and yeah, you know, yeah. exhibitions and yeah. Great journey. It's thirty plus years, you know, and um, that I've been doing it and. Um, yeah, great journey. Yeah, yeah it's just, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, what do you think maybe of this, this art fair we're here now? So in the Indigenous Art Fair, basically. Yeah, well, once again, uh, what a great place. I mean, to uh, share the culture, to expose yourself as a performer, as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, you're out there. I mean, uh, I have had a few interviews uh, uh, since yesterday. Amazing. So, once again, great exposure. You know, it's uh, get my name out there and uh, get my artwork as well. And But not only for me, but for all the other artists. You know, what a great, grateful non Indigenous people come in and learn about art, yeah, Indigenous art, because we've got all different sorts of art from different parts of Australia. And uh, these artists will only be too happy to sit down and talk to you about that their style and, and why they do it. And so yeah. a bit of knowledge there as well, you know, and uh, yeah. And uh, uh, a good example was uh, there's a, a few girls here uh, from the US and uh, they're a choir, so they performed last night. But I performed on the didgeridoo for them and they just thought it was wow. And, and then they asked me a few questions and, uh, and I said, as you're walking around, you know, whatever you're interested in, please ask questions. And uh, we want you to learn as much as possible before you go back home. It's, it's about our people and about our way of living and what we do. Yeah, yeah you know, so the sharing is uh, something that we really yeah, yeah, appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. That is a special part of this festival is yeah. um, the sharing and uh, um, that's going on at the moment. Yeah, and because um, it's very really rare that you can get so many different artists in one place. You know, with so many different styles of artwork and artifacts and uh, and colours and you know and. It's all in one space, you know, and uh, yeah, you can learn about it. You can, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, if you want a piece, you can purchase the piece, you know, yeah, to take it home with you, you know. It's a pretty special place. Uh, for sure. um, I'm, uh, it's a privilege for me to be a part of it, you know, and, yeah, to share what I know, yeah, you know, my art and, and my playing and uh, yeah. my music, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty special, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you told me yesterday your your did, um, you got it from. I got it from my uncle who oh, yeah, handed it down to me yeah. and uh, so it's pretty special because he's no longer with me uh, with us and it's you know like, I think every museum they've got the instrument that they don't let anybody touch yeah. well it's the same with my instrument you know it's pretty special and I don't like people touching it and uh, let alone playing it I won't let anybody play it yeah so uh, it's mine and mine only and yeah. uh, my uncle he made that for me yeah so was he a ditch player he was a ditch player as well as a ditch maker he's one of the best back home been doing it for so long really knows what he's doing he, he just knew that one was going to be special for me yeah yeah and um as i said it's uh, i don't let anybody touch no, it uh, yeah, no such a treasure um would you like to tell me a little bit about the um, uh, artist you represent in the gallery yeah yeah so um over 10 years ago, um, kept they, the local uh, artists there and the indigenous people, they didn't have an art gallery. So 
they didn't have anywhere to take their art to display it, uh, let alone sell it. And so we put a co-op together called Burundu Aboriginal Co-op. And um, Burundu is actually a, a sacred name for a sacred site uh, back up in the Northern Territory, uh, where my in-laws come from. Yeah. We uh, set it up. Uh, it's a government building, so they, they uh, offered us the building. And uh, we said yes before we even looked in it, you know. Yeah. So once we walked in, I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have we got ourselves in for? But within three months, I had a gallery, art gallery up and running. Wow. Uh, it was just my experience in tourism and, you know, that sort of area. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take me long. So great journey over 10 years, uh, supporting all these different artists as well over 20 different artists. Uh, I think we're up to maybe 30 artists now. Supporting them, making sure the money goes back to them. Uh, we take a small percentage on the bigger paintings and that money goes back to more paints and canvas for the kids so they can paint. To do workshops. Yeah, to do all sorts of workshops with them, yeah. Not only uh, canvas, we go and buy boomerangs and uh, uh, didgeridoos so the kids uh, can paint them up and they take them home as well. So, yeah, great journey. There's so much more to do. Uh, We have a big area. There's a lot of spare space outside the building so I'm now looking at bush foods and bush medicines that we can plant there and that we can teach the kids uh, about um, these special plants and Amazing. special medicines. And uh, that's in the next step, well, stage. Mm. Of, yeah. But what we do is, yeah, work with kids. We do um, government departments come there. We do all sorts of workshops with government departments. Um, do you get funding from the government? Right? We get funding, yeah, yeah. They've got no choice but to help us yeah, uh, because we're, we're the only cultural centre in Canberra. Yep. Uh, we're the only ones and uh, it's the only place really where they can come and get authentic Aboriginal art, as well as, you know, hands-on as well. A lot of government departments, they want a piece of artwork for their, for their officers. We can sit them down and they can help create it. And uh, so a lot of it's hands-on and, uh, yeah. Does it end up in the... And it ends up in your office when it's finished. There so <laughs> uh, it has so much more meaning because they, we get their hands, we get the handprints on it as well, plus they've had a hand in helping to do the painting. Uh, it means so much more to them than yeah. when it's hung in the offices. Is uh, that the idea behind it for people to hands on, more? Get a feel for it, yeah. get a better understanding. While they're painting, they can ask me questions. Yeah, you know, so uh, why did they paint it like that? Why, yeah, you know, and uh, why do you use hands, you know? and Because uh, the, the old cave paintings are my biggest inspiration okay. uh, because the old cave paintings, they're thousands of years old yeah. and a lot of them are you know, the animals, the native animals but they also got your hands yeah, you will see there's a lot of hands and if you look really closely it is just layer upon layer upon layer of hands so it's generation the next generation they get the right to look after that land, that country and they get the right to put their hands up there so, and then the next generation comes on and they, it's their turn to look after the country and, and then they get their chance to put their hands up there as well. So as you can imagine, it is just thousands of years of generations and uh, looking after those lands. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, 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 it's amazing. Um, and as I said, it, it is just layer upon layer, some of these uh, these sites, you know, and uh, and it really inspires me as an artist. That's, yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, I can spend hours and just looking around and, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Do you do rock art yourself as well? No, no, I, I don't do rock art. I, um, 
Uh, mine is just mainly canvas, yeah. yeah. I love canvas yeah. and um, yeah. and didgeridoos. I, I've painted a lot of didgeridoos uh, uh, over the years. Yeah, Amazing. So, yeah, so, uh, but uh, now I just love doing canvases, you know, it's just tell my story, yeah, how I want to tell it and how I see it. So, so more of your individual yeah, yeah. inputs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, but it is part of the story too of the elders, what they hand down to you. Mm -hmm. Yep, so... You know, once they hand you down that story, then you can sort of put it in your, paint it the way you, you want to paint it, you know, and the way you see that story, yeah. So, uh, it's great I can do that now, you know, and, yes. um, and share it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, uh, as I said, yeah, my artwork's right around the world and uh, all over Australia and, uh, Fantastic, and yeah, yes. yeah, see, see where it ends up and uh, mm. who, who gets to see it, yeah, so. Yeah. I looked up the, the gallery online, <laughs> yeah, the there as we met yesterday, yeah, yeah. I, I found a little, uh, another interview you did, yeah. with someone you were talking about um, workshops with kids yeah. and how you were talking about these kids are mainly, they've grown up in a city, but you'd yeah. like them to reconnect yeah. to nature, to bush, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you go about that? Making sure they know who they are, you know, uh, where they come from. Yeah, what tribal group? Because a lot of these kids don't know. If they're growing up on the streets, they really don't know who they where they're from. You know? And uh, so we try and find that out for them. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, once they find out who they are and where they're from, they've got a bit of proudness in them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Like when when they come to the workshop, for example. Oh, listen, this, yeah, because we know families, we know their names. Yeah. And then it's quite easy to say, well, well, I know that name. I know it's these people. Those people are from this area. Yeah, and then we can go out and find out, just make sure that it is where they're from, and then we can tell these kids, saying, right, this is your country. Wow. Yeah. And because there's information there now on them, on how to track down family. and uh, Yeah. Um, so are these kids mainly people who, who are very disconnected from... Very disconnected. I mean, you know, nowadays it's, they're influenced by American music, you know, yeah. hip-hop. Uh, rap music, uh, these kids even dress up like rappers, you know, they've got the big <laughs> necklaces and the hats turned around and that's okay, I mean, you know, it, it's... The, can also be indigenous culture. Yeah, it? but, you know, we think, well, it's very important that they learn about their own culture. You know? yeah. and, uh, so that's where you start, you, you, you fire it, let them know who they are and where they're from and then you can slowly teach them about culture, you know, we say well, a very big part of culture is art, so we teach them about art and then we try and get them out in the bush, you know, take them for walks. And uh, around Canberra area, there is still cave paintings there that we can take the kids and, you know, show them and say, right, you know, this is how your ancestors used to live, you know, and this is their paintings. This is letting them know that they've been here and uh, they've been here for a very long time, you know. So it's, uh, it's pretty special, yeah. Yeah, that is. Um, so, but you just got to do it in little bits and pieces, you know, with the kids, you know. You sort of don't give them too much at once. You just sort of work your way into it, you know. So find out who they are, where they're from, and you can start teaching them up. Then you can start taking them out to country and um, and teaching them other things, you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, bush foods and bush medicines and yeah, yeah. yeah. What they use that tree for, you know. What they use that tree for, you know. There's, there's all sorts of different uses for uh, all different trees and plants. Yeah. Yeah. So. And what do you think um, music has a role to play in this reconnecting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a very huge part with our singing and dancing. That's a part of them. It's a part of that tribal group, you know. And so we, we, we get them dancing, you know. And a lot of them are embarrassed, you know. We say, well, don't be embarrassed because it is a part of you, you know. And 
and try and teach them to make sure it comes from the heart. When they dance, when they sing, it's all got to come from your heart. It will come out a lot stronger when you let it come from here, you know? Yeah, so music and dance is a very big part of our culture. It's, 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 it's huge. It's, we've got songs for just about everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, every plant, every animal, yeah. Sky, the earth, the water. We've got songs from. We've got dances for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it is just that connection to Mother Nature, Mother Earth that we've got. It's a lot of times it's a way we say thank you, you know, yeah. for giving us food, for yeah, keeping us alive, and yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So very special uh, music, singing, dancing is very important yeah. part of our culture. Do you have like a, a group you do these workshops with or do you do it by yourself? Or I, um, we do it in a group, so yeah, uh, we can have uh, other music, musicians. And it's not only indigenous singing or indigenous music, uh, music or dancing. Uh, a lot of times we'll bring maybe a guitarist in there or, or a drummer mm-hmm. and teach these kids some other music, you know, yeah, because... Most kids are interested in music, you know, so I think uh, if you ask anybody, music heals the soul, you know, it just, yeah, it's, it is really healing, you know, yeah, uh, whether you're singing, playing an instrument or dancing, it's, it's yeah, it's healing. And so um, we do give them different uh, aspects of, of music. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not only indigenous music, we, we allow them to try other things. Yeah, you know, you know? so it's yeah. more about the act of making that Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and getting that shyness out of them because yeah. a lot of our kids have got that shyness, you know. It's it's hard for them to get out in front of public. Uh, it's hard for them, to, but they love music. So if you can get that shyness out of them saying it's okay to, to sing, it's okay to dance, it's it's okay to play a musical instrument, you know. It's, it's yeah. But once again, it's very important. It comes from the heart. You know? yeah. And, yeah, it's amazing what these kids can come up with. You know, it's just yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, do you do you know if they continue their journey into connecting with yeah, culture? Yeah, with culture, they that journey's still there. Uh, they they continue it. It's great to see these kids that we've worked with uh, when they were younger. You know, older. They you know they you see them uh, a few years on, and their lives are. Uh, you know, they've done so well. They've mm. got great careers, but they are so proud of who they are and where they're from, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally different from that first kid, you know, when you first when you first met them, you know, that they didn't know what tribal group they belonged to. They, they've never done a piece of artwork. Or, and then you see them years down the track, you know, as I said, you know, they, they're doing really well. They've got great careers. They're... Um, uh, they are still sitting down painting, or you know, they're playing a didgeridoo, or you know, they're, they're dancing, and uh, it's good to see that they've held on to it, you know, yeah. And it's a great feeling for me that mm, amazing that I've had a little bit to do with that, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, just a little bit, but um, no, you know, I've been a part of it, you know, and um, yeah, it makes you feel so good saying, yes, you know, yeah, well done, you know, you're going so well, and you know, keep it up, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, Passing on the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so sad. I mean, you know, a lot of our kids have been in a city. It's too easy for them to go down the wrong road, you know, and get themselves in a lot of trouble and a lot of times get themselves locked up, you know. Yeah. And that just breaks their heart, you know, to see our kids behind bars, you know. We, yeah. um just breaks my heart. So we do every bit we can to, to keep them out of there, you know, to say, listen, you don't have to go down that road, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not your life. You know, you don't want to be behind bars, you know, that's, yeah, our people don't 
you know, we're, we're not supposed to be locked up. We're supposed to be free, wandering around. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we try as hard as possible to, to stop them you know, and uh, get them going down that right road. And, yeah, um, that's a very beautiful... Yeah, it, it's, it, it, as yeah. I said, it makes me feel good that uh, I can be a part of it. Yeah. And, um, and uh, help these kids, yeah, so, yeah. And you said yesterday, even through pandemic lockdowns, you continue to, through your art gallery work, connect with communities. Yeah, so even um, we can still give back to the community. So, how, did, uh, how did you do? Like, how so, did you go about these? Well, we, we just got a, uh, we were handing out food vouchers, we were handing out right. uh, food hampers. Oh, yeah. Jeez, um, everything else, I mean, sanitarian th- uh, uh, goods, you know nappies for the mums, just things that will come in really, you know, uh, lots of vegetables, lots of uh, fruit. How did you get to, uh, like, your resources? Was that through funding? Yeah, that's through funding and a lot of donations. So that's a lot of companies, they realise in that time that uh, there were a lot of people doing it hard through lockdown. And because of our connections to community, uh, we were able to get these things donated to us. All the people had to do was ring up, and we just put the stuff outside the door, and they just simply come and pick it up. Yeah. Okay. So there was no sort of contact there, yeah. um, but at the same time we were um, doing our bit in the community, helping out. And, Amazing. Uh, uh, it was a great feeling. What's even another good feeling that um, it's that uh, we can, uh, you know, just help community in, in that way, you know, and um, yeah, in a very tangible, real way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, we know. You know, it, was, it really helped a lot of people out, and yeah. and, um, and we're so thankful for the, the donations. You know that, that yeah, uh, that made it possible, and um, it really helped a lot of people out, especially you know the smaller families that are really struggling, and uh, it, it is really handy for them. You know, mm. yeah, how did so. you get organised like that? Like how we didn't take well, That's us. You know, once we. Uh, uh, we get things like that happen. It doesn't take long for us to organise things. You know, we can sit around and talk about it, and that will take time. Mm. You know, but if you get up and you start making phone calls, and you know, and things start to happen, saying right, we can help you. Yeah, and then you get on the phone again. You ring another one. Yeah, we can help you. Yeah. So. Uh, so you're reaching out to families. Yeah, and uh, businesses, and, and yeah, yeah, and. Yeah, local businesses, yeah, and all of a sudden uh, things start to happen, you know, things start to come together and say, right, now we can start ringing people, sending a message out saying, listen, we're here to help you. Uh, If you need help, please give us a ring and uh, all you have to do is just come and we'll put it outside the door for you. So, as I said, it's, you really don't have time to think about it because that takes time. If you're sitting down thinking and the other person's thinking, that person's thinking, then it just takes time. Yeah, whereas uh, we say, right, let's do it. And Very efficient. Yeah, you got, just go. <laughs> you got me ringing, you got them ringing, you got them ringing, and then all of a sudden everything comes together. And wow. it just, yeah. Um, Very um, entrepreneurial. I feel like your whole your whole journey is entrepreneurial, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, with your art exposure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Where did you get it from? <laughs> oh, listen, it's, I didn't get it. I think it's, it's you know, I made it happen. Yeah. You know, I, um, <laughs> I didn't sit back and wait for it to happen. I, I got out there and made it happen, you know. And once again, it's something that you've got to teach the next generation, you know. If you sit back and wait for somebody, you could be waiting a very long time, you know. Uh, it's it's a matter of getting up yourself and saying, right, I'm going to do this. 
Yeah. I can do it. Yeah, I'm going to make it happen. And and um, and that's been my attitude through life. And, um, and getting you here? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, talking to people such as yourself, interview, and, you know, um, it's it's made who I am, you know, and through that attitude or, or getting up, just saying, right, I'm going to go and do it, I can do it, not a problem, yeah, you know. As I said, if you sit back and rely on people and wait for people, you could be waiting and waiting and, and things things don't happen, you know. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, no, great, yeah. yeah. And maybe as a final question, yep. if people are listening, how can they follow your career your music is there music of you yeah listen Rob it's on the uh, website that you got uh, yeah from uh, the art we, gallery we, yeah from the art gallery we, we will put a lot more on especially from the festival here yeah. so whatever festivals we do we'll start to put it all up now and because um, a few years we haven't been able to do festivals and markets yeah, and sure. so now um, uh, I think we've just updated the, uh, the website and there's a lot more stuff to go on. So you can see my artwork, you can see me performing and uh, and uh, the work that we do with the kids and government departments. And The most important thing is that you leave here with a little bit more knowledge of our people, our culture, our way of living, our artwork, yeah, our music, our dancing, you know, and uh, I, I really do hope that you leave here with with a little bit more, more knowledge because that's what it's about as well you know and you know sharing that knowledge very important yeah, mm. you know, and, uh, and uh, especially with our artwork uh, if you do want a piece of artwork it's much more better if you do meet the, the yeah. artist and make sure that it's 100% done by Aboriginal people authentic yeah. very important yeah absolutely yeah. yes so, and as you will see here today it's, it's what you're getting it's very legit yeah it's yeah. 100% Aboriginal art where is your art overseas? You, you were telling that your art... I know, it's probably just about every country and yeah, right through Europe and places that you wouldn't think, you know. Yeah. I, um, my friend that I used to do the markets with her, she had a store beside me. Her and her husband went to Switzerland, but they were up in the mountains in a little village. They went to the local restaurant. The local people asked them where they were from. And they said, we're Australia and we're from a place called Canberra. So the locals said, oh, we went to Australia for our honeymoon. And uh, we went to Canberra, and then we went to these local markets, and we met this indigenous bloke, and we bought a piece of artwork off him. And she's going, you're kidding me. And they're going, no, 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 he's, uh, he was Aboriginal. She says, no. She says, I know the bloke. I do the store right beside him. And because they mentioned my name, you're dingy. No way. And uh, so when she got back, she said, uh, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you, you know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to Movements and Sounds. This is a not-for-profit podcast. However, thanks to the SOAS Student Enterprise Fund, for every episode a donation will be made to SeedMob, an indigenous-led organization in Australia fighting for climate justice. Find out more about this incredible organization on seedmob.org.au. See you at the next episode.